what's up everybody here we go welcome to the coach vaughn podcast i'm coach vaughn aka von di carlo or reverse that how do i usually say it i'm von di carlo aka coach vaughn coach vaughn is on uh listen it is opening week NBA. We're going to go backwards. Okay. We're going to, we're going to take this. We're going to go backwards. You know, to this week was a very hype week for me. Um, so we have a lot to cover, a lot to cover. Um, I want to start with the Lonzo Ball Lake show, or should I say tank show and go backwards um, to opening night with the Cavs versus the Celtics and everything in between. I'm so excited. Like, I had to take notes, y'all. Like, it's just so much that happened this week. Um, As far as Lonzo Ball, let me just say this. I do like the big baller brand, all right? I do like Lonzo Ball. I like his father, LeVar. I think he's a character. And and all of that, he's very enjoyable to watch, um, uh, which isn't surprising for me because I like WWE and um, big loud characters but in the grand scheme of thing I think that LeVar Ball is a very smart man and um everyone's like oh my god he has set his son up to fail you know now he he got some some checks that he has to cash and he's not going to be able to live up to the hype and all the things that his father has said you know that he's better than that like he his father has said so much that he has put these grown-ass men in the NBA on watch like let's just start with this first game and say that uh yeah uh Beasley yeah okay uh yeah (laughs) I'm sorry that said Beasley my bad I got the scale back Beverly uh Beverly put uh Lonzo Ball in check. Let's just say uh Lonzo got his ass handed to him by Beverly. But you know what? Shocker. So what? Beverly first team all defensive player. Yeah, he wanted to yell that during the game. First team. First team. <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay, OG. Um you schooled a rookie. Real cute of you. We we get it. Uh you had to do it. You had to uh hand him his ass in a in a, a nice big fat bag we get it but look he better had Beverly is 29 years old okay he entered the league when when Lonzo was like nine years old Lonzo hadn't even hit puberty yet right so and and mind you athletes age in dog years so technically Beverly is like 203 years old all right let's just be let's be very realistic here a old a old dog schooled the puppy what a surprise we knew that was gonna happen we knew it was gonna happen but what I enjoyed about it um what I enjoy about it overall is that I think that LeVar Ball he's a strategic dude you know he might sound loud and ridiculous and almost cartoonish to an extent but you have to look at his success with some of the things that he's done thus far and really take a look at at what he's doing with his sons and and whether you like it or not 
he talked into existence and said his son will be with the Lakers. He said they're going to be in the playoffs and all that stuff. I, ah, I don't know about all that, but just follow my train of thought here with this one thing, and, and that's, you know, putting Lonzo Ball, his son, in a position where all these professional big, real big ballers that have been in the league, these grown-ass men, they are coming after your son. Now, I do believe that LeVar Ball probably already gave that some thought. Call me crazy, but I'm pretty sure he knew that that would be the case. And he probably wanted that to be the case, right? Because if you think about it, if, if Lonzo comes out the gate, comes out the gate, first NBA play um, game, that actually counts. We're not talking about preseason. We're talking about this is it. The, this first game, opening week, this is the first game that counts. This is where you go in, right? I think that Daddy Ball knew what he was doing in putting him up against that brick wall because he knows his son's, Lonzo and the rest of them, you know, Mello, LaMelo, he knows his kids. He's done a pretty good job as a father so far. So let's just think about that. You're going to put your son up against this brick wall. You're going to make him stand on the tracks with a speeding freight train coming right at him. And he's going to say, what, your, what are you going to do, son? What are you going to do? Now, <laughs> Lonzo Ball had, you know, one of six, you know, he scored his whopping three points. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to laugh. Three points is a contribution. A contribution is a contribution, okay? He scored his first NBA points, three points, um, almost towards the end of the second quarter. I'm like, thank God he scored something. Jesus. Uh, I would have hated to see the entire game go by and he scored nothing, which... To some people, this may, you know, considering all the hype, this may be a, a new level of nothing, you know, these three points. But um, I think my point is, no matter what happens, in, in this case, I think that Daddy Ball set his kid up on purpose. And what I think is going to happen in the long run, I think it's, it's not going to break them. I think that this freight train of grown ass men coming at him on a daily basis, pretty much, because it's not college. You don't, you don't get a, you don't get a chance to recover. They play the very next day. All right. So, uh, there's no breaks. You don't, you recover right now from that loss. And I think that daddy ball knows that Lonzo ball is going to respond and get stronger from this. This is not going to break him. This kid is going to have a great career. I, that's what I'm seeing. In the grand scheme of thing, I, things, I think that Daddy Ball set his kid up to get punched in the face by Mike Tyson so that he can work harder and harder and harder and be Mayweather. Make sense? Makes sense to me. 
you know, and I'm always right sometimes. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But I was very excited, um, not just to see Lonzo Ball's debut and all the hype around that. Uh, where was Daddy Ball, though? Uh, I guess he wasn't in a, in attendance or the cameras were, I can't imagine the cameras not being on daddy ball. Um, cause he is so entertaining to interview and listen to and, and, and watch. Um, but unless I missed it, I sat here and watched the game. I didn't see daddy ball anywhere. So that was interesting. Uh, but the other reason I was excited about this game is because if you know me, I'm a Knicks fan, but the Clippers are my West team. That's my West Coast team. I love watching the gully-ass, guttural, ghetto-ass, street, one level above street balling-ass Clippers. I love the Clippers. They're so fun to watch. It's weird without CP3. I don't like that Chris Paul isn't there. Uh, but yeah, all right, Beverly, whatever. But CP3, I miss you. Ugh. But I must say, uh, Blake Griffin is always fun to watch. And, you know, the Clippers just take that Lob City thing very seriously. And DeAndre Jordan, he has one play in his thought bubble at all times, and that's dunk. Like, that's what he does. I've been saying that forever. Like, when you see DeAndre Jordan, you don't think that he's going to do anything (laughs) but dunk. And you damn sure don't think he's going to make any free throws. Um, I wonder every year if he actually tries or works on it. Uh, but yeah, you want to put, you want to put DeAndre Jordan at the line. He's going to brick house that ball every time. Uh, he was, he had his hair in braids and like he was patting his head, like he had a itchy weave in or something. I was like, wait a minute, are you trying to do the three to the dome mellow thing? Or what what are you doing? Are you patting your weave? Are your braids too tight? What's going on, DeAndre? Uh, but he's one of my favorites to watch. Like, I just really like watching the Clippers because they're just a fun, like, gully team. Like, they're, 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 they're one of those, like I said, almost a, a street balling team. Uh, I, I like uh, Danilio Gallinari. Once a Nick, always a Nick. I, I love Gallo. I really do. I'm glad he's playing with the Clippers I don't have the scores in front of me but he contributed um a pretty decent game for Gallo there and uh Blake was beasting uh as as usual with his dark skin swag this whole game was very light-skinned like looking at Lonzo I'm like Jesus Drake face can you be more light-skinned and that's coming from a light skin, you know team light skin here I'm, you know, pretty much their complexion, all of us mixed breed kids, you know, I'm a black woman, but half black, half white, it's just a fancy way of saying I'm black, uh, but yeah, Drake face Lonzo, I'm like, is Drake really your daddy, but, <laughs> but it's just like, this game is so light bright, but it was fun to watch, and let's just give Lonzo a chance, like I said, a veteran gully First team, all defensive player, first team. <laughs> Calm down, Beverly, okay? You're beating up a kid. You're like, you're you're a grown man beating up a, a baby. Like, okay, we get it. Good job. You should have. You better had, because if you didn't, what would that have looked like, right? Um, Moving on, 
what other games do I want to talk about moving backwards? Right. My team, the Knicks. So I was out. I had a spot in um, the standing room in Long Island City, Queens. And so I, I was like, I came in. They didn't have the game on. And I'm like, dude, this is so disrespectful. Like the the show starts at like 8, 8.30. I got there at 7.30. And they have a big screen and the, the game wasn't on. So I like blacked out, like, put the game on. <laughs> and um, finally they put the game on and I was in tears watching Hoodie Mellow suit up and get ready with the OKC. I was like, okay, I see, I see, okay, see, I see, okay, I see. <laughs> bye bye. Mellow 62, hashtag Mellow 62, hashtag Hoodie Mellow. (laughs) And then I'm looking at my team. I'm looking at the Knicks like, who are these guys? Who are you people? What's going on? Who are you? Okay. Hi, Unicorn. He he blocked Mellow. I don't know if you guys were watching that game, but he got a good block on Mellow. I'm like, all right. All right. But, um... Of course, OKC overwhelmed the Knicks. Uh, Are we surprised by that? What I'm more surprised about is that they actually hung in there a little bit. You know, I thought it was going to be a complete blowout, to be honest, but the Knicks hung in there. I mean, the the final score was 105-84, Thunder, of course, but the Knicks hung in there. Not that there's hope that this team is going to, like, place or anything. It's like not a playoff team. I'm not bugging. I'm a reasonable Knicks fan. But being a Knicks fan, you want to enjoy something about the games, right? And I enjoyed the fact that they hung in there for a while. Hey, you got to hang on to something, right? But here's what happened after the game. When I'm watching um, Hoodie Mellow, they took him out. You know, they, they, they took them out, like, in the, was it the fourth quarter? I don't remember, but whatever it was, they they, they, un, they unloaded the bench, set down the starters or whatever. So, Hoodie Mellow's walking around with Hoodie on again. And I'm sitting there like, you know how in a relationship, like, if you, you're in a relationship with somebody, right, and you love them, you, ooh, you, just everything about them is just great. And then y'all break up, and he, that person ain't with you no more, and... Then, then what they do, some of the things that you adored about that person, you'd be like, yo, um, don't be doing what I used to like and adore about you all up in my face. <laughs> so Mello sits down. Like when he first came out at the beginning of the game, I was like, yeah, hoodie Mello, I'm going to miss you. By the end of the game, I was like, yo, Mello, I'm st- take off the hoodie, dude. Like I'm sick of your hoodie. Fuck your hoodie. Fuck- <laughs> like I'm like. Once a nick, always a nick, but we get it. You gonna walk around with the hoodie the whole time? You gonna, as soon as you get to the bench, you gonna put your hoodie on? And then during the interviews at the end, the 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 three amigos, three stooges slash three uh, OKC house husband housewives did an interview together. You know their new big OKC three is at the mic together and Mello still has the hoodie on the whole time and not only does he have the hoodie on but he got the hoodie on it's like you could only see like a smidget of his face like he had it zipped all the way up over his chin and his little mustache was peeking out and he's answering questions on the mic and I'm like 
Man, fuck your hoodie, Mellow. Hoodie, Mellow, I miss you. Come back. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. I love you. Ooh. So I had a hard time, um, as I would. I have a hard time letting go, man. Oh, and I just don't feel like the Knicks really respected Mellow the way they should have. Uh, I was a person that really appreciated Carmelo Anthony the entire time he was in New York. Always will respect Mello. Always will be, you know, in my heart. But I do want to rip the hoodie off his head at this point. Like, stop putting your your hoodie Mello swag in my face. You know what I mean? Like it. Like, like I said, if you you're ever in a relationship with someone. And you think they're they're hot and they're cool and everything about them just gives you butterflies and makes you excited. Uh, when you see them around, the, you and you're not in a relationship with that person anymore. You have to be mad at the stuff that you're attracted to. Like, well, your swag ain't all that. Like, forget you. And like dudes, like if you was really into a woman's hair or booty or whatever, it's like ah, her booty ain't all that. <laughs> you you revert and and become you know all start resenting the things that you like so as much as I'm like hashtag hoodie mellow hashtag mellow 62 I'm also like man fuck your hoodie <laughs> oh man but it is what it is I'm not gonna cry anymore uh cue the Mary J Blige I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. All right. Moving on. Um, It's going to be plenty more nights with the Knicks that'll make me cry. Right? Knicks fans out there, we know we'll have plenty, plenty of time to shed plenty of tears this season. We got to get to know our guys. I don't know about you, but I'm sitting there like, ugh, who? What? Huh? All right. That was the whole time, whatever. But um, yeah. What else happened this week that was so exciting? Um, oh man, so opening night with the Cavs and Boston. My simple behind had agreed to go to an event at BB King's. Uh, the R&B group from the '90s, One Twelve, was performing there. And a fellow comedian slash entertainer in the business invited me to come through. Um, and I went through, but I was like, I, this is, I can't concentrate on enjoying. I love 90s music. Like if you listen, if you um, follow me on Station Head, I do live call-ins via Station Head. Uh, it's a new app. But when I'm not doing live calls for Coach Vaughn podcast on Station Head, I it's I have a playlist. So you just listen to my favorite songs. Um, and I have a very eclectic, very wide range of music. But a large portion of the music is from the 90s, 90s R&B. And not just R&B, rock too. And, and remember rock, uh, rock, rat, rat, rock, whatever. Limp Biscuit, Papa Roach, you know. And current stuff like The Killers. And then I, I, I throw some legendary uh, comedian 
albums and bits in there. So it's a really cool station. So it, you should follow me on there. And when I go live, I make an announcement on Twitter and Instagram that I'm going live and we talk about, you know, the games or whatnot live and you guys can call in and talk to me. Um, so make sure you follow me on Station Head, you know, Coach Vaughn, Von Carlo, whatever. But back to my point. So I'm at this 112 concert and I can't concentrate. And as much as I love 112, I'm like, I'm missing tip off. Like I can't, I gotta go. I left probably two or three songs in. I was like, I'm out of here. Like I'm, I'm, they're on the mic, they're singing, they're talking. And I'm like, dude, no one cares about why, like, why is no one telling me the score or what's going on with Hayward? Is he okay? What's going on? Of course, he suffered an incredible injury. Um, what, six minutes into the game? His, not just like everyone's like, oh, what's going to happen with the Celtics? They're, they're not a contender now, blah, blah, blah. But like his life has completely changed. And it, it brought me back to Paul George. Like when I saw, oh my God, I was like, why did that just happen to him? It's horrific. Um, and my prayers went out to Hayward like immediately. Uh, it's going to take a lot of not just physical, but mental strength to recover. And I really, really pray and hope that he has a Paul George level recovery. When that happened to Paul George and he broke his leg and everything, the way it happened when you, I just was like, he's not, that looked like it was career ending. And Paul George, Paul George was able to recover and come back within a year, less than a year. So I'm hoping that Gordon Hayward, um, has a very speedy recovery, an incredible recovery like Paul. Like Paul George, is, he's like great. You know, I don't think he's as explosive as he was. Um, but he's still like, hey, hey, he's part of the big three, you know. he's he, So he's he recovered and he recovered well and he's still a top player in the NBA. And there are no, despite what, I mean, there's different levels, but there's no bad players in the NBA they're they're the top athletes in the world so for Paul George to still be able to play at such a high level obviously that speaks wonders about his recovery and I I believe it was eight months I could be wrong you know I'm all passion no stats I shouldn't say no stats uh some stats uh but I'm not gonna you google it I believe it was like eight or nine months uh, but I, I know Paul George came back and he came back strong in less than a year. So hopefully that happens with Hayward as well. As far as the game otherwise, the king is still king, though. Yeah, uh, I officially changed LeBron James name from King James to Goat James. I'm just going to hashtag Goat James from now on. He is the greatest of all time. You guys can argue with me all day if you want to. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. He is freaking amazing, freak of nature. And um, yeah, they blew a 20-port lead, blah, blah, blah. They are still chemistry building, all right? Still chemistry building, and they still won, right? A win is a win. They took the W, and my prediction was right, all right? My prediction. 
that Boston would take would take the first L was correct. And um yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I'm not going to go too deep. You know, this is probably going to be a long season of me totally having my head all the way up the goat's ass as we all know because he's just he's an incredible player. I don't understand the hate. But I I do understand it to an extent. It's a little bit of jealousy too because if he's on your team, you're going to love him. That's why you guys sound like whack hypocrites, okay? Super whack hypocrites because um if LeBron James was on your favorite team, you would not be like, I hate him. What, are you going to hate the guy that's going to bring you a championship or at least close to one? I I do believe that, um, man, I want to say that Cavs is going to take it this year so bad, but the Warriors are loaded, y'all. Oh, my God. The Warriors are loaded. And if you watch what I watched, first of all, Steve Kerr, <laughs> God bless him. He went hard on the Warriors' uh, loss to the Rockets. He basically called his team fat. He was like, I don't think <laughs> I don't think that they're in enough shape to be playing 48 minutes or whatever uh, against such a great team. I, I love Steve Kerr. He was just like, look, uh, <laughs> they ain't ready. But the Warriors not being ready is like, ugh. Superman taking a nap, you know, it's like, but it's still Superman and you got an entire team of Supermans and somebody better guard that boy Swaggy P. Are you kidding me? Did you really need to add another firing machine? Mr. Swaggy P hot hands Nick Young dropped like 20 on him. He was draining like all of his shots. Like he was, well, he was always open, but that he could shoot. He's very, you know, everybody knows I love J.R. Smith. I will defend J.R. Smith to the end on good days and bad. And, um, yeah, Swaggy P on the Warriors is very J.R. Smith-ish to me. Like when he's hot, he is going to be hot. So y'all better, uh, I'm pretty sure after, after they saw this game, and Swaggy P just firing away and, you know, just a blazing hot shooter. Like, what? The Warriors really need another blazing hot shooter? Really? Really? You need another scorer? Really? Like, what What answers are there out there for the Warriors? Are we just going to just hand the chance? Just give them the, the, just give them the rings now. Like, what the fuck? Jeez. But, um... Yeah, it seems like there's nothing you could do to stop the Warriors, um, except in Steve Kerr's eyes, because he basically was like, these out-of-shape Hamburglers better get it together. (laughs) Oh, man, I just, I had a hell of a week. I had a fun week. I I know that uh, I'm very excited about this NBA season. And um, the the hardest part is figuring out doing comedy on the same nights as the games. I be stressed out, y'all. I be stressed out. But, you know, comedy first, of course. Not going to miss any shows or any spots. But let me tell you something. When I come into a room 
in the bar area or wherever there is a TV, if it's game night and they don't have the game on, I'm going to like not be able to breathe a little bit. Like turn the game on. Like how could you not have the game on? Did you not know I was coming? (laughs) Probably not. But excuse me. I don't know. It's going to be a fun season. Um, I, I'm going to next week, someone on Twitter, I don't have it in front of me, but I'll shout you out next time has said, Hey, can you speak on the Sixers? Um, sure. Not this episode, but next time I want, I know I talk about the Knicks and the Cavs a lot. Like those are, you know, LeBron's my, my player. That's my guy. And, and LeBron and company. I, I do, I, I root for the Cavs and wherever LeBron is, except for when they're going against the Knicks. The Knicks are a mute point, though. Um, nothing's going to happen with this team. Boo-hoo. I, you know, I love New York, so I love the Knicks. I'm not hopping off my team. I'm just a realistic fan. You don't find very many realistic Knicks fans out there, but I'm one of them. So in the East, when you know, one day the Knicks might be up. Right now they're not. I'm just going to root for them in high spirits to win as many games as they can. But with that being said, as far as contenders, LeBron is always going to be my dude. All right. Wherever he's at, I'm I'm on that man's side in life and in basketball. Like he's an incredible human being. And um, I just want him to win and keep winning. And um, I know I talk about the Knicks and the Cavs a lot. And people sometimes want to hear me talk about other teams. So someone hit me up on Twitter and was like, yo, I want you to chime in on the Sixers because like in past years, I pretty much called (laughs) the Sixers a glorified D-League team. Well, G-League now, I hate saying G-League, but uh, I pretty much called them a glorified D-League team. But they actually, hey, they actually got a little better. How about that? So next time... I'll go in and talk about the uh, Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers, a little bit more in depth. But I want to hear from you guys. What other two teams, aside from the teams I talk about all the time, the Knicks, the Cavs, the Warriors, okay, like the stuff that is on the front of the news, what else do you guys want to hear? So hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, at Von DiCarlo. you can um, send me your team. Who's your favorite team? Who do you want me to talk about? We can also do this live. Again, I am going to be taking live calls. You have to follow me on Station Head, okay? If you go to CoachVonPodcast.com, there are links to everything that you need to get in touch with me, from my social media accounts to my new station on Station Head where I will be taking live call-ins. And you guys tell me, what other teams you want me to talk about. Um, none, none of the major teams in the news, none of my teams that I talk about all the time. Um, give me two more. It's going to be the Sixers and who else? Um, if you guys do not respond to this, uh, the next week's podcast is going to be five seconds long because I refuse to talk about the Sixers for 30 to 40 minutes. It's just not, it's not going to happen. Okay. Oh, a uh, shout out to mankind. I, I went out to dinner. I, I forgot to mention that. Um, 
uh, super big, if you follow me, you know, I, I have a Mr. Socko puppet and everything, Mankind, Mick Foley from, you know, legendary WWE superstar. Um, and I'll, I'll tell that story next time because it's time for me to get out of here. But it just popped into my head. Uh, he was doing, he's on his book tour. He has another, uh, another book out. And me and Aaliyah Janine from the Hormones podcast, uh, another podcast that I co-host with her, um, we went out uh, to dinner and it was a fun time. So I just wanted to mention that Mick Foley, check out his new book. Um, very, very amazing, super sweet guy. Um, thinking about getting in more into stand-up comedy. We talked a lot about comedy and all of that stuff. And he's a really good storyteller. And I think that, you know, if he's going to get into the grind of stand-up comedy and really grind it out and do what he has to do, um, he'll get there. You know, he'll he'll be doing his thing and it'll be fun to watch. Um, speaking of stand-up comedy, you could come see me. Follow me on social media. I will be posting you know, where I'm going to be at. I think I'm at Dangerfields. Um, if you're listening to this on Monday, I think I am at Dangerfields tonight. If you want to come by and see me do a short set, but uh, I'm going to be opening for Keith Robinson in November at the Valley Forge Casino. November, I want to say 24th. And I will be posting all of these things on a consistent basis. Make sure you are following me. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, to subscribe to my podcast, listen to me on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, the Misfits Network, SoundCloud. I am now on Laughable, which is one of my favorite new apps. I love the Laughable app. And um, you can also buy tickets uh, through the Laughable app. So eventually I'm going to be posting tickets to my shows and stuff there. So... That's it, guys. This has been a fun episode. I had an enormously fun week in comedy and basketball. Uh, Thank you for listening to me and uh, subscribing, following me on social media and all of that. You guys are helping me to grow, and I will always love and appreciate you for that. All right, until next time, Coach Vaughn out.